You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean. I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. My name is Jack McLean, and I'll be providing you all things about the 2K time trial, five power tips on how you can reduce your time significantly. Some results we've seen recently for those following our program and over this season, as off-season as well as previous years, is up to 40 seconds in the space of four to six weeks. So if that's something that interests you and you're really looking to enhance your 2K time trial performance, make sure to tune in. For those listening in live, if you've got any questions specifically on how to improve your time, perhaps maybe you're seven minutes 30 and you want to try and get under sub seven by pre-Christmas or in the new year, make sure to hit us up via Instagram by using the question button at the bottom of your screen or on YouTube. But first, before I get into the five power tips and Later on in the show, I'll go over the live podcast we have for the upcoming week, as well as a programming update. But before I get into the five power tips for your, to reduce your 2K time trial, number one, you want to know what your motive is to focus on your 2K time trial. So if your 2K time trial is in a good place, as in, in previous season and previous attempts as a running base player, you're anywhere between 6 minutes 30 to 6 minutes 45. For your key position players, you're at a sub minute 7.30. Then perhaps you need to shift your focus towards repeat speed, maybe acceleration technique, change of direction, or building critical mass to help you contested game. So at this time of year, at times, the 2K time trial can be can blind you and, and, and be all that you focus on, when ultimately if you've got your 2K time trial in a place where it's going to hinder your performance or not be the reason that you don't get selected into the squad for those trying to get into the NAB League or try and get into the, into the VFL squad. If it's not a reason that, you, that you're not going to get selected, your, your 2K is in a good spot, then perhaps focusing more on your football performance and how athletic training can help your football performance is more important. And the reason I say that is because at times we can just, you know, players that I've worked with continually just keep focusing this time of year on 2K time trial, only going for long runs and threshold-based intervals and not prioritizing what's actually really important for their game and thinking about their football performance and what is going to enhance, enhance them to play their best footy. So definitely know your why. Clearly, if it's going to be one of those factors where you are trying to get into a squad or perhaps you're trying to go from the reserves team to the senior team or under 19, so you've been playing juniors, now you're going first in your senior team and you need to make a good impression for your first preseason, 
Absolutely, it's in, important. And if it's going to be the reason that you're going to get selected for a squad, then of course it, it makes sense to want to put in a lot of work. And hopefully these five power tips that I'll provide you in the next 30 seconds will help you get those results. The best thing, and for those that do really need to put in the work and get the result, this is the best time of year to do it. You haven't got training sessions on, so there's not these competing demands coming from all types of other sports. For those playing summer sport, it might be something like cricket, which is low, lower stress on the body typically. So you can put in some work you know, by complementing your football performance, which is not going to take away from other sports. If you are competing in a sport that is really demanding on the body, like basketball, volleyball, anything that's quite impactful on the joints, make sure you take that into account with, you, with some of these tips that I'm providing because these tips that I'm providing are for those that don't have any other sports that they're doing that week. So if you're following... You go to a school or perhaps you play as a club sport, take those sessions into account, particularly when I'm talking about frequency of how often you should run per week. I wouldn't do that on top of two training sessions and a game, for example. But if for those that don't have anything else and football is your number one focus and you want to make sure you get a PB this upcoming preseason, then absolutely following these results, these power tips will get you to where you need to go. So starting off with knowing your running type. So the way that you can simply do that is look at your past 2K time trial and work out the average speed that you min you move during that 2K time trial. So you, you want to do that by working out the total meters. So for someone that did a 2K time trial and that took them six minutes, then we'll divide that by the 2K by the total seconds that that took to give them their average speed meters per second. Okay, so let's say your average meters per second is five meters per second. That's your maximal aerobic speed time. Then we'll, we'll compare that with your the fastest speed that you've run. So for those that have got a smartwatch like this Garmin here, or for those that wear GPS at training, you can contact your sports scientist and ask them for your max velocity. And that the gap between those two, so let's say your max velocity is nine, your average speed that you move out for your 2K time trial is five, your gap between that is four. And we'll use that for your repeat speed session. That's known as your anaerobic speed reserve. So when we're doing your programming, which I'll refer to a little bit later, when we're doing the slower runs, we're working off a percentage of your average speed for your 2K time trial. Okay, so if you're moving at, at you're doing your longer intervals like four minutes on, two minutes off, we're working at either 90%, 100%, or perhaps some days 80% of your average speed for your 2K time trial. Whereas when you're doing your repeat speed, we're going to work. We're going to take into account your max velocity. So that's where we use your anaerobic speed reserve, that four meter gap between the five and nine, and we do a hundred percent of your average speed that you moved after the time trial, and up to thirty percent on top of your anaerobic speed reserve. So for those that way, we take into account those fast athletes that have a really max velocity, but perhaps their two k time trial is down when they're doing the repeat speed. They're still challenging their speed capacities. And for those that are more aerobic in nature, so they've got a really good 2K time trial, but their max velocity is down relative to their 2K time trial, they're still being challenged aerobically because we're working off their 2K time trial pace. So it's a nice way to just work out and, and, and take into account the type of athlete that you are. What I also do is divide your max speed to work out what type of athlete you are by your anaerobic speed, sorry, by your mass time. So the 2K time trial, that average pace that you're moving. So in this case, for this athlete, I divide nine by five, and then that gives us a percentage of what you're at. So for some, for some that might be 1.8, it might be 1.7, you might be two. So for this, for this instance, if their max speed just for simple maths was 10 and their mass time was five, then they'd be a score of two. 
and a simple equation I use with my programming, for those that get a score of less than 1.8, you're more aerobically dominant. Okay, so for you, the type of programming that I'll do to challenge your aerobic system will be longer intervals with shorter rest periods. For those that are in between 1.8 and 2, which is a, is a simple calculation you can do while you're listening to this podcast, if you're 1.8 to 2, you're in the mix zone, which a lot of footballers do find themselves in the mix zone, simply because the demands of the sport do require you to be fast, but also they require you to be able to cover long distances over a long period of time. So if you're mixed, typically I'll I'll ask the athlete what type of training do they prefer. Do they prefer longer intervals with short rest periods? Do they prefer shorter rep interval-based running? Or do they prefer more your super maximal type efforts? Think things like 60s, 80s, 100s. And then I'll go off personal preference with them. Uh, or I might just give them an option of the two on the day and they can just go by feel. But no matter what, they're a sort of a, a well-rounded athlete. So either side of the program isn't going to really affect them. Uh, and backing in their body intuition for those uh, athletes as the, the body has a, a good amount of intelligence that so we can back it in. And then for those that are above two, so let's say you've got a, a max speed of um, 10 meters per second and your mass time is only four, they're speed dominant athletes. So for them, if we give them long intervals like our aerobic type, one, they're going to hate it, and two, they're probably going to blow up, which is going to cause some issues with overload type injuries. So we're not going to get the best performance for them long-term. It's not going to be sustainable, the type of program. So for them, I'll typically do shorter rep running. Um, so it's not going to blow them up, but then we're, we're influencing their rest periods in between efforts over time. So for example, they might be doing repeat 100 meter efforts still at that aerobic pace. So not sprinting. So you're going hundred meter distance. And for them, they might be doing that at, at their four meter per second, and then they're going to have a 30 second rest period for a couple of weeks. And then in a couple of weeks time, as they improve their capacity, we bring that rest period down to 20 seconds, but at the same pace, that's that's a way that we can work with those more speed-based athletes. So that's a good equation. So first, we want to know what type, what type of athlete are you? And for those following the online program, that's why you did that five minute max capacity test on Wednesday and why I asked for your max velocity during the week so I can put you in those different programs and, and make sure the program is right for your body and is going to get you the best results. Number two, from a frequency point of view, I've had the best results from a 2K time trial. So particularly when we're preparing athletes for the combine where they run four times a week. I certainly don't, I'm not a big believer for running every day or running more than four. I think four is enough if the quality is there and then the, it's a purpose-driven program. So four times a week and I'll typically balance that with a start the week with an easy steady state run. So we're trying to focusing not on their speed, but focusing on their heart rate. So the goal for the athlete is to keep their heart rate between 60 and 70%. So that can be quite challenging for athletes because all they want to do is work at a really, really fast pace and push themselves all the time. So having the discipline to actually have it as an easy day and, and the easy way that I explain that to the athlete is you actually want to be feeling better at the end of the 20 to 30 minute jog than you do at the end. Uh, for example, of how I factor in the programming for those more speed-based athletes, for them, we'd probably break it up a little bit. So they do three 10-minute efforts with a couple of minutes of walking in between to break it up. But more for the aerobic ones, for them, it's just a straight 30-minute jog. And then for the mix, it might be 15 minutes on, a couple of minutes rest, 15 minutes on, for example. That's on Monday. On Wednesday, I'll typically do some threshold efforts. So some really specific training to improve your 2K time trial, like 1K efforts with work rest ratio one to one. So you might do a three-minute 1K, for example, and a then a three-minute rest and doing a couple of efforts like that. And that's just an example. We wouldn't be doing 1Ks all the time, but we'd be working specifically to your mass time. So only including your average speed for the 2K time trial. 
not including your max velocity in that case. So the paces that we're moving for that would be typically bang on your test time for what you want to get for your 2K time trial. So if your maximum aerobic speed time is five meters per second, that was the average speed that you did for your test. That's what we typically do those efforts at. How I progress that day, that threshold day on Wednesday is reduce the rest periods. So we're really improving and challenging your aerobic system to recover more efficiently while maintaining that speed. It gets you really comfortable and familiar with your testing pace. Then on Friday, it's our repeat speed day. So when you're not uh, 5K runners, you're, you're still football, so we don't want to forget that. So that's when we're making sure you're getting in your sprints, your hard accelerations, your decels, but also repeat speed work. So that's where we do take into account your anaerobic speed reserve and we do super maximal efforts. So up to 130%, 100% coming from your mass time and then the thir- extra 30% coming from that anaerobic speed reserve, which remember that's the gap between your mass time and your max velocity. So I'll do either that at 110%, 120% or 130% typically. And the and the reps for that will be 60-meter efforts, 70-meter efforts, 80s, 90s, 100s, 120s. The most I'll get to is usually 150s for repeat speed. And the targets are really, really important. And from a coaching perspective, making sure they start their first 10 meters strong. So it's in that acceleration, leaning forward position, loading up that front step, really starting hard. And the rest periods should be flexible to allow the athlete to be able to repeatedly get that intensity out. So if there's a guide, I'll usually give a range and that will be usually one to two typically. So if you're doing a 150 meter effort at 23 seconds, for example, you're getting around 45 seconds rest. As a minimum, remember for those aerobic athletes, for them, they might be able to do it either longer distance. So perhaps 200s is something they can sustain at that speed, or I just give them a little bit less rest period. So they might only do it with a 30 second rest period rather than the where the speed athletes get that extra rest to recover. And then on Friday, we've, we've got our um, short recovery. So we've, we're working with at our max aerobic pace again, so using your 2K time trial pace, um, but with really short rests so that we might work with a two to one. So for things like for those done that done Tabata before, 20 seconds on, 10 sets, so 20 seconds of a run, 10 seconds walk, 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Typically my goal with, with these sessions is to get the heart rate at above 90% of your max heart rate, try and get time, maximum exposure of your heart above that. So really good for your physiology, improving your cardiovascular fitness. And that's our Friday session. And then Saturday will very much depend on how the athlete's feeling. It might be a heel repeat session. It could be a fartlek type session. And typically just from a mental side of things, there won't be as much targets with those sessions. It's more just repeat effort. So we're not looking into the data and having set times for every rep that you need to hit. It's more just running for the sake of running and focusing on your rhythm and how well you're moving, but also listening to the body a little bit. So you can auto-regulate for those feeling really, really good. They can push themselves a bit harder. For those that need a bit more of an active recovery day, they can have more like a feel-good recovery session. So we're not beating the body up, but you can gradually build. So allow the athletes a bit of flexibility on that fourth session on the Saturday to go by how they're feeling and to guide the intensity. But also from a mental point of view, they're not constantly just focusing on making sure they're hitting their reps all the time because that can feel like they're testing their fitness where ultimately we're training and developing over at least a six-week block. So that would be my tip for number two in terms of frequency. Number three, important to think about variation, how you can keep training interesting. So catch up with mates and train with them. Mix up the terrain. You might go outdoors for particularly those fartlek sessions on the Saturday, or you might mix up and do your repeat speed that Wednesday session on a track and then mix up between different ovals just to change the stimulus. Tip number four, if you are going to do any cross training, 
I would only do that if you, for whatever reason, you haven't been able to get to those four run sessions in. Maybe there's a niggle that you're offloading and giving just a, a short little rest, so you, but you still want to get that stimulus from our cardiovascular fitness point of view. So that's where cross-training come in as a, as a substitute. But typically because you know, if we're thinking bike, rowers, ski, airdyne, the muscle actions aren't variable to your running. Yes, we're getting the training for your heart, but we're not getting the specific work, the ground contact forces, for example, as well as the joint angles of the body that's not going to transfer uh, in a six-week time to your to, to your repeating your 2K time test. It does improve your work capacity. It does improve your fitness. So it is good for long-term athlete development. But if your goal is purely to get a strong 2K time trial, then cross-training isn't something I'd be putting a lot of energy into. We're going to be as specific as possible and keep the mode as close to the test as you can. And that's why when we are improving 2K time trial, we're doing four running sessions. And on that, if you do do cross-training sessions, because as I mentioned, the muscle actions aren't specific to running, I would recommend doing more longer aerobic type efforts. So we really just think about your heart rate opposed to how fast you're moving, like your speed and case per hour. Um, leave those tickets, that, that anaerobic energy for your running on that repeat speed power day and also in the gym as well. So we want to use more of your muscle energy in the gym to improve your general physical preparation there, your strength, your power, which is going to help your football. Save those anaerobic energies for, for speed on the field and for in the gym. And when you are doing cross-training, keep it as aerobic dominant as possible. So long intervals, things like your four minutes on, two minutes off, things like that. And then the fifth power tip, it would be remiss of me to not mention how important your lifestyle is. So if you're doing all this work, but you're not recovering optimally, you're not going to reap the same benefits. So make sure you train hard, but also recover hard as well. So put in the time, you know, there's some athletes out there that will spend double the amount of time that they do training, doing dedicated recovery work. So that's not including your eight hours that you're sleeping at night. That's active recovery, things like going for a walk, going doing cool recovery, sauna. So dedicated, purpose-driven recovery is really, really important. Obviously, your passive recovery helps as well. So getting a foam rolling session or getting a stretch or, or getting a massage, um, all those things count, but making sure that you're, you're putting in time into your body to actually work in rather than always just working out. Um, that's from recovery point of view. And then also make sure that you're eating really healthy. So eating real foods, foods that come from either from an animal or from the ground, they're your safe bets. And then getting your quality eight hours of sleep night, maximizing that time before midnight and make sure that you're routinely waking up at the same time and you're going to sleep at the same time. Those big rocks are really important. If you go to our Get Better Plan on our podcast, there's heaps more information and our tips around sleep and how important it is and, and eating healthy and eating organic foods and how important that the source of the, the, the ingredients is with your food. And there's also some diet, sports dietitians that have come on with AFL experience throughout the podcast. So make sure to check out those interviews if you want a little bit more information. There's my five power tips. Hopefully they help you in your results. And for anyone listening in that's taking on those tips and you're not following a program, we do have a two-week program for free where you can get a 14-day trial. So make sure to jump on the program and you can experience exactly all of that that I just talked about, some of the things we take into account from a conditioning point of view. All right, moving over to our podcast. So for this week, we have Luke Rooney on the Prepare Like a Pro Live chat show. He's actually an academy member as a coach. He was one of our first members to join the academy and he's got his business called Rugby Academy that he's been founded as well as a personal training business. So he's helping 
rugby athletes, just like Prepare Like a Pro helps footballers with their athletic training. Luke actually does it all. He does the skills, tactical point of views. He's got a world-class background being a rugby, a professional rugby athlete, as well as a rugby coach from a tactical, technical point of view. And then he's also got a strength and conditioning, personal training background, and he's actively working with clients in the gym and on the field. So if you're um, interested in improving or starting a business, there will also be some business tips around that, how Luke set up his business for the first six months. That will be on Tuesday at 1 p.m. And then our interview with Strength and Power Coach at the Essendon Football Club, we'll publish that episode with Connor Daly on Wednesday. That was all things about the differences and similarities between rugby, strength and conditioning, and AFL football, mainly from a strength and power perspective. On Thursday, we have an interview with Paul Devlin, who's been a high-performance manager across the NRL, and he's now working outside of sport in a data role. So really looking forward to talking to him about high-performance sport and how data can help drive sound decisions. And then our bite-sized episode will be with Selwyn Griffith. That will be on Sunday. He's the Melbourne high-performance manager. We're going to shift over to YouTube now. So for those all tuning in into Instagram, I'll say goodbye. If you want to continue to watch, just head over to our YouTube channel. And just bear with me. I'm just going to share my screen. Okay, so this is the week. We're right at the pointy end of our program from a volume perspective. We've got a few more weeks before footballers are going to return to your football training. So now's the time that you can really work on your aerobic capacity, like we just talked about with the 2K time trial. So we're going to use that five-minute test that you did during the week on Wednesday where you ran as far as you could. I'm going to work out your average speed that you covered, and then I'll, I'll also divide that with your max velocity so I can see what type of athlete you are. Are you more that aerobic dominant where I'll program more longer intervals? Are you more a mixed-based athlete where you'll, you'll have an option whether you do more the aerobic stuff or more the repeat or more the speed-based intervals, shorter intervals, sorry? Uh, or are you more a power athlete speed-based where we're not going to beat you up with doing those long, grueling efforts where you're just going to keep the, the uh, shorter in nature but still give you that stimulus from a cardio point of view by shortening your rest periods. So we'll work that out. Make sure if you haven't already and you completed that test to enter it into Team Builder so I can use the data to guide my programming from a percentage point of view, just like we do with the gym, using your your three rep max to guide your bench press, your, your deadlifts and your squats. We're just doing the same thing from a conditioning point of view so you can be really purpose-driven and get the most out of your efforts. Uh, but as you can see, we're heavily involved the football now so lots of change direction work every session you should be doing some acceleration work kicking footballs across all differences and different types of of kicks as well so snaps bananas goal kicking short field kicks where you're punching the kicks and then more kicking roost kicks long long down the the line really important for your skill but also for your injury prevention particularly around the quads and hip flexors that you're getting that um, regular exposure of getting your kicks up because as we know come pre-season middle of November, late November, your kicking volumes are going to spike up massively. And if you've done all the right things in the gym and on the field, but you haven't been touching the footy enough, that could be the one thing that bites you. So make sure, not just from a skill point of view, but also that's a heavily, really, really important from a injury reduction point of view that you're getting the footies involved. But as you see Monday, we've, we've got a repeat speed block as well as a fartlek session. So a bit of a mixed fizz session there and a couple of football blocks, and then it's heavy lower body day in the gym. So working up to a heavy set of five across six working sets on your back squats and four sets of six with our RDLs. They're the two key lifts. Make sure we're lifting heavy with good form and through good range of motion with those. Still very much in that off-season focus where we want to be lengthening your strengthening. So work through your end range on those big compound lifts. Tuesday, 
And as you notice as well, it's not just the gainers doing an extra upper body session now. The volume will be a bit higher on gainers, but for even the maintainers, the those just purely working on your athletic development. From a strength and power point of view, we need to get that extra gym session in. So you're doing now two, two gym strength sessions and one total body power session. And then in the new year, I'll strip that extra upper body strength session out. But now's a really good time to build some strength and power. It's the best time of year to do that. So that's why there's that extra session on the Thursday. We've got our band bench and as well as a, a key lift is our weighted chin-ups and your seated shoulder press. The rest are for accessories just to build some good body armor and strength around the trunk, upper body power and lower body. Make sure to do that session before your field as it'll act as a primer. And our most recent interview with Ben Serple He's done a, a lot of research in this space on how effective it is from boosting your testosterone, which enhances your learning capacity, as well as boosting your nervous system before you go out on the field. So with us doing that solid running threshold session, hopefully by doing your speed and power session, not only are you going to get better intent and better intensity in the gym, which is going to give you a better stimulus to get more powerful, but also it's actually going to enhance your kicking, all your football skills, as well as your ability to, to run as well. So they work hand in hand. If you do it in flip, that threshold session is definitely going to negatively affect your power. So make sure we do that power session beforehand. And there's not a lot of equipment, so you could just simply do that on the field if you wanted to and just bring a weight plate and a med ball. Thursday is our max strength session with your six by five bench press, waking up to a heavy set of five. Percentages are back for this week as well. So if you haven't got any percentages, it means you haven't been entering in your weights. So make sure that you're entering your weights in team builder so we can give you those individual targets to hit which is really important for progressively overloading you over the next few weeks to ultimately get you stronger and continually challenging uh, your strength. And then from there, we've got some capacity work through the core as well as through your shoulders. Friday is a dedicated recovery session. So I've actually put in an active recovery rather than a complete day off like Sunday. So typically we have two free days off, Friday and Sunday, or in the past it's been Thursday and Sunday. But I think it's important to start putting in some work in terms of your recovery now that the running loads are right up. So pull recovery would be great. You could replace that with massage. It's really up to you, whatever your favorite recovery is. Walking the dog for 30 minutes will also tick that box. And then on Saturdays, our main session from a speed point of view. So we've got some speed run-throughs as well as some five-minute, a uh, nine-minute, sorry, fartlek block. So hopefully get some good volume with also the football work in there. And then our six-by-five trap bar deadlift, so percentage base with our trap bar deads. And then finishing off with a lot of our injury reduction work, so that eccentric work, tempo work, which typically create a lot more muscle soreness. That's why we're doing it at the end of the week because you've got at least 48 hours before Monday. So you get that full recovery before we're running again on Monday. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoy the program. We're really focusing on aerobic capacity to improve your fitness testing and your overall engine for football performance, as well as your strength and power so you can be strong in the, in the contest. So if you have any questions and or if you want to join the program, make sure to head over to preparelikeapro.com and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content, learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts, and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast 
and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.